Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. We invite you to join us at 1 Oakley Avenue in North Providence, Rhode Island. This podcast is presented to you by The Way Ministries, supported by listeners like you. For donations, live videos, podcasts, and more, please visit www.thewayministriesri.org. Thank you and have a great day. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Through the Bible in a Year with Pastor John. So glad you could join me today to get a portion of God's Word. Today we're going to begin a new book, the book of the prophet Isaiah. But before we get started, I want to say congratulations on reading through the book of Song of Songs. It's a beautiful love story about King Solomon and his new wife. It's just an awesome picture of God's love for us. Okay, I'm going to introduce Isaiah and we're going to get started. Isaiah, Introduction. The book of Isaiah, the mother load of Hebrew prophecy, sets forth a lifetime of preaching by the statesman and prophet for whom it is named. In the first 39 chapters, the prophet stresses righteousness, holiness, and the justice of God, announcing God's terrible judgment upon a world stained crimson with sin. Chapter 1, verse 18. But in the last 27 chapters, Isaiah portrays God's glory and compassion and the undeserved favor he bestows. The Messiah will come as a savior to bear a cross and as a sovereign to wear a crown. Vital statistics. Author, Isaiah, or his followers. Date written. Chapters 1 to 39 were probably written around 700 BC. Chapters 40 to 66 may have been written near the end of his life around 681 B.C. Purpose, to call the nation of Judah back to God and to tell of God's plan of salvation through the Messiah. Themes, holiness, punishment, salvation, the coming Messiah, and hope. Day 195, July 13th, Isaiah chapter 1-4. to Judah's Shallow religion. Overview. The date about 740 BC, the setting Judah, the southern kingdom. Judah faces extinction at the hands of the cruel Assyrians. In this crucial hour of national emergency, God sends Isaiah, a unique man, with an unpleasant message. The nation of Judah is rotten to the core and ripe for judgment. Their habitual sins of idolatry, hypocrisy, injustice, and corruption have not escaped God's notice. His righteous wrath will soon fall upon king and commoner alike, that all might learn that the Lord Almighty cannot and will not be mocked. Chapter 1. A Nation Denounced. Chapter 2. A House Cleansed. Iniquity. Chapter 3. A people humble. Indignation. Chapter 4. A prince announced in that day. Insight. Patent of a prophet's pronouncements. Isaiah chapter 1, 2 to 31. When broadly outlined, many of Isaiah's messages are strikingly similar. Accusation. Threat of judgment. Exhortation to repentance and promise of blessing. You can apply this general outline to Isaiah's first message, 
in chapter 1 by dividing the chapter at verses 10, 16, and 21. Insight, a reminiscent image, Isaiah 4, 5. The canopy of cloud during the day and smoke and flaming fire at night, 4, 5, recalls the days of the Exodus when God manifested his presence with the people in a similar way, Exodus 13, 21. The Assyrian and Babylonian invasions would render the land desolate, much like the desert during the Exodus. But God would be present once again and fill the land with his glory. Isaiah chapter 1. These are the visions that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. He saw these visions during the years when Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah were kings of Judah. A message for rebellious Judah. Listen, O heavens, pay attention, earth. This is what the Lord says. The children I raised and cared for have rebelled against me. Even an ox knows its owner, and a donkey recognizes its master's care, but Israel doesn't know its master. My people don't recognize my care for them. Oh, what a sinful nation they are, loaded down with a burden of guilt. They are evil people, corrupt children who have rejected the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on Him. Why do you continue to invite punishment? Must you rebel forever? Your head is injured and your heart is sick. You are battered from head to foot, covered with bruises, welts, and infected wounds, without any soothing ointments or bandages. Your country lies in ruins and your towns are burned. Foreigners plunder your fields before your eyes and destroy everything they see. Beautiful Jerusalem stands abandoned, like a watchman's shelter in a vineyard, like a lean-to in a cucumber field after the harvest, like a helpless city under siege. If the Lord of Heaven's armies had not spared a few of us, we would have been wiped out like Sodom, destroyed like Gomorrah. Listen to the Lord you leaders of Sodom. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord. I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asked you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgust me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. 
defend the cause of orphans, fight for the rights of widows. Come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. If you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. But if you turn away and refuse to listen, you will be devoured by the sword of your enemies. I, the Lord, have spoken. Unfaithful Jerusalem. See how Jerusalem, once so faithful, has become a prostitute? Once the home of justice and righteousness, she is now filled with murderers. Once like pure silver, you have become like worthless slag. Once so pure, you are now like watered-down wine. Your leaders are rebels, the companions of thieves. All of them love bribes and demand payoffs, but they refuse to defend the cause of orphans or fight for the rights of widows. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, the mighty one of Israel, says, I will take revenge on my enemies and pay back my foes. I will raise my fist against you, and I will melt you down and skim off your slag. I will remove all your impurities. Then I will give you good judges again, and wise counselors like you used to have. Then Jerusalem will again be called the home of justice and the faithful city. Zion will be restored by justice. Those who repent will be revived by righteousness. But rebels and sinners will be completely destroyed, and those who desert the Lord will be consumed. You will be ashamed of your idol worship in groves of sacred oaks. You will blush because you worship in gardens dedicated to idols. You will be like a great tree with withered leaves, like a garden without water. The strongest among you will disappear like straw. Their evil deeds will be the spark that sets it on fire. They and their evil works will burn up together, and no one will be able to put out the fire. Isaiah chapter 2, the Lord's future reign. This is a vision that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on earth. It will be raised above the other hills, and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. People from many nations will come and say, Come! Let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of Jacob's God. There he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For the Lord's teaching will go out from Zion. His word will go out from Jerusalem. The Lord will mediate between nations and will settle international disputes. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will no longer fight against nation, nor train for war anymore. A warning of judgment. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. For the Lord has rejected his people, the descendants of Jacob, because they have filled their land with practices from the east, and with sorcerers, as the Philistines do. They have made alliances with pagans. Israel is full of silver and gold. There is no end to its treasures. Their land is full of war horses. There is no end to its chariots. 
Their land is full of idols. The people worship things they have made with their own hands. So now they will be humble and all will be brought low. Do not forgive them. Crawl into caves in the rocks. Hide in the dust from the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty. Human pride will be brought down and human arrogance will be humbled. Only the Lord will be exalted on that day of judgment. For the Lord of heaven's armies has a day of reckoning. He will punish the proud and mighty and bring down everything that is exalted. He will cut down the tall cedars of Lebanon and all the mighty oaks of Bashan. He will level all the high mountains and all the lofty hills. He will break down every high tower and every fortified wall. He will destroy all the great trading ships and every magnificent vessel. Human pride will be humbled and human arrogance will be brought down. Only the Lord will be exalted on that day of judgment. Idols will completely disappear when the Lord rises to shake the earth. His enemies will crawl into holes in the ground. They will hide in caves in the rocks from the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty. On that day of judgment, they will abandon the gold and silver idols they made for themselves to worship. They will leave their gods to rodents and bats while they crawl away into caverns and hide among the jagged rocks in the cliffs. They will try to escape the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty as he rises to shake the earth. Don't put your trust in mere humans. They are as frail as breath. What good are they? Isaiah chapter 3. Judgment against Judah. The Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, will take away from Jerusalem and Judah everything they depend on, every bit of bread and every drop of water. All their heroes and soldiers, judges and prophets, fortune tellers and elders, army officers and high officials, advisors, skilled sorcerers and astrologers, I will make boys their leaders and toddlers their rulers. People will oppress each other, man against man, neighbor against neighbor. Young people will insult their elders, and vulgar people will smear at the honorable. In those days, a man will say to his brother, Since you have a coat, you be our leader. Take charge of this heap of ruins. But he will reply, No, I can't help. I don't have any extra food or clothes. Don't put me in charge. For Jerusalem will stumble and Judah will fall, because they speak out against the Lord and refuse to obey him. They provoke him to his face. The very look on their faces gives them away. They display their sin like the people of Sodom and don't even try to hide it. They are doomed. They have brought destruction upon themselves. Tell the godly that all will be well for them. They will enjoy the rich reward they have earned. But the wicked are doomed, for they will get exactly what they deserve. Childish leaders oppress my people, and women rule over them. Oh, my people, your leaders mislead you. They send you down the wrong road. The Lord takes his place in court and presents his case against his people. The Lord comes forward to pronounce judgment on the elders and rulers of his people. You have ruined Israel, my vineyard. Your houses are filled with things stolen from the poor. 
How dare you crush my people, grinding the faces of the poor into the dust, demands the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. A warning to Jerusalem. The Lord says, beautiful Zion is haughty, craning her elegant neck, flirting with her eyes, walking with dainty steps, tinkling her ankle bracelets, so the Lord will send scabs on her head. The Lord will make beautiful Zion bald. On that day of judgment, the Lord will strip away everything that makes her beautiful. Ornaments, headbands, crescent necklaces, earrings, bracelets and veils, scarves, ankle bracelets, sashes, perfumes and charms, rings, jewels, party clothes, gowns, capes and purses, mirrors, fine linen garments, head ornaments, and shawls. Instead of smelling of sweet perfume, she will stink. She will wear a rope for her sash, and her elegant hair will fall out. She will wear a rough burlap instead of rich robes. Shame will replace her beauty. The men of the city will be killed with the sword, and her warriors will die in battle. The gates of Zion will weep and mourn. The city will be like a ravaged woman huddled on the ground. Isaiah chapter 4. In that day, so few men will be left that seven women will fight for each man, saying, Let us all marry you. We will provide our own food and clothing. Only let us take your name so we won't be mocked as old maids. A promise of restoration. But in that day, the branch of the Lord will be beautiful and glorious. The fruit of the land will be the pride and glory of all who survive in Israel. All who remain in Zion will be a holy people. Those who survive the destruction of Jerusalem and are recorded among the living. The Lord will wash the filth from beautiful Zion and cleanse Jerusalem of its bloodstains with the hot breath of fiery judgment. Then the Lord will provide shade for Mount Zion and all who assemble there. He will provide a canopy of cloud during the day and smoke and flaming fire at night, covering the glorious land. It will be a shelter from daytime heat and a hiding place from storms and rain. My daily walk. The truth hurts. No one minds looking into a mirror, providing the image reflected back is flattering to the viewer. But allow that mirror to reflect the painful truth about a person's true condition, and you just might end up with some hurt feelings of a broken mirror. Isaiah held up the mirror of God's word before the people of Judah to show how stained with sin the nation had become. And when he did, neither the prophet nor the people liked what they saw. Yet, in spite of the bleak reflection, there was hope if only the people would respond to God's invitation. If you've ever tried to get a red stain out of a white cotton material, you know how impossible it can be. Isaiah 1.18 will show you how to be cleansed from even the most stubborn stain of sin. People used to argue as to whether the world was square or round, but the Bible says it is crooked. That is so true. That's all for today, my friends. It was great reading along with you. 
Have a great day, and God bless. And I will see you tomorrow. Lord willing, peace.